Welcome to the Soul's Way podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt. I am a proud First Nations Mohawk author, speaker, and mentor here to meet you at the intersection of personal development and decolonization. I truly believe that when we see ourselves and one another, mind, body, emotion, and most of all, soul and spirit, we can break through systematic, ancestral, and generational ways of being that we came here to disrupt and rise above. We can lean into the ways that heal our spirits. I know we can do this through honest conversations, radical responsibility, and healing together in community. Through my stories and the incredible conversations with some truly amazing guests, my hope is that you leave each episode with a more open heart and that you feel emboldened in your medicine and your voice, knowing your ripple effect matters. Our ripple effect matters. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Ah, hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Soul's Way podcast. As promised, we're going to dive into part two to the last episode where I kind of teased at what is my vision for the future of coaching and what I truly believe is the future, the next era, the next generation of coaching and coaches and what's that going to look like. But before we dive in, I just want to share some very exciting news in case you missed it on the last episode. I should have made it like a bigger deal about announcing it. I just kind of casually said it, but if you didn't catch it, I said the round table masterclass slash it's more like a workshop, the round table, which is um, my signature masterclass workshop, whatever we're calling it to decolonize your coaching business is coming back live again. Um, And this is so exciting because the energy of doing this live is always such intense, powerful energy and the feedback that we receive. This will be the third live round. The feedback and the energy in the room live is just like nothing else. So if you've been wanting to take the Roundtable Masterclass, you can always, this is something you can always purchase at any time. I always have the replay for sale. Um all the time linked in my Instagram bio linked in these podcast episodes so you can even grab it now and you can watch the previous rounds there was one in March of this year and the very first one was October of 2022 and we are now approaching October of 2023 on the one year anniversary of launching the roundtable and we're having a party and we're having another live round with all new panelists it's a two-day extravaganza again and it's going to be so good this is an event not to miss if you are a coach a leader a therapist a healer of any kind a space holder of any kind and you want to know how to attract and support a more diverse audience and maybe why you're currently not supporting as diverse of an audience as you could be or attracting as diverse of an audience as you could be You do not want to miss this. So go ahead and grab your spot now while it's on your mind. It's going to be linked up in the show notes. It's happening October 24th is going to be my presentation for you. And then the 25th, both nights at 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. The second night is where we talk to some panelists to hear some diverse voices in the world of coaching and their perspectives on this topic as well, because it can't just come from me when we're talking about learning how to include and consider various perspectives and lived experiences, right? That's why I always work so collaboratively in this work in the roundtable and in my program, the Decolonized Coach Community. So 
I hope you can make it live. Mark your calendar now. Like if you need to even get up in the middle of the night, I am not one to take that lightly, like, but this is honestly worth it. If you can work your calendar around, do it, like do what you have to do to be here live. Um, and if not, of course, like that's why we record. There will be replays as well. But you know now I'm giving you lots of notice in advance, so get it on the calendar and make this a priority to get in this room because I'm telling you there's nothing like the live energy of dozens of coaches sitting around, maybe even hundreds, let's dream big, right? Sitting around this virtual sacred fire and this round table and just sitting heart to heart and saying, okay, how can we make the industry better? How can we all do our part and do better um, and make personal development a space where we truly all can feel seen, supported and rise and thrive together? Which leads me into my vision for the future of coaching and what I truly believe the the next generation of clients are demanding and what coaching is going to soon look like, what it is long overdue to look like. So let's dive into that topic. Okay, so this is another question that my friend Sharin asked me uh, on her interview that she had me on for her community Um for a program that I'm going to be guest teaching inside of. She asked me, what do you believe is the future of coaching? And I freaking love this question. So I wanted to obviously share it here as well. So I truly believe that the future of coaching is a space and spaces where we all completely feel free and are free to bring our whole selves into the room whether it's into a one-on-one room with a coach or it's in a group setting or it's at a retreat in person, that we all can fully bring our whole authentic selves. And I know there are a lot of, I want to just unpack, I have more things to share on my vision, but I want to unpack this one specifically because I know there are a lot of coaches who are already using that language and saying like, get coached as the whole woman, bring your whole self I coach all of you, the whole human, like we can talk relationships, we can talk money, we can talk sex, we can talk visibility, we can talk confidence, but that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about people bringing their whole selves without having to check part of their identity at the door in order to uphold white comfort or in order to uphold cultures of ableism or cis heteronormativity, right? Or these gender binaries. And that is what's currently happening, unfortunately, in most spaces is that these are quote unquote safe spaces so long as we uphold the societal norms that we've all been swimming in, we've been indoctrinated into since we were born, literally. So I, this is not about shaming you or shaming anyone if you have maybe been using language or creating a a culture or an environment that is very, um, yeah, very like cis heteronormative or, um, very just colonial or white. I don't know how else to say that. Um, but many people, and I was, you know, myself included in this are just recreating what we know, what we've been taught and continuing to uphold 
ways of being where folks who hold marginalized identities are marginalized, are othered, are not feeling safe in the room. And of all places, of all spaces in the world, we want coaching spaces and personal development spaces where folks are there to grow and be more of their authentic selves. We want those to be the safest spaces of all where we can bring our whole selves, right? But right now, that's mostly only the case for cis, hetero, um, monogamous, able-bodied, skinny, white, middle to upper class women that and that is who is dominating the coaching industry and people who don't hit all of those categories and fit into those um or hold those identities and privileges are currently not able to bring their whole selves to these spaces so they're having to do things like code switching which is where you you speak in a way that just you know isn't your isn't true to your ancestry to your roots to your authentic being but it makes others, white folks, more comfortable, right? So that's a big cost to your clients and potential clients of the global majority. Or is where folks have to feel uncomfortable or shy about their sexuality or their um, relationship, you know, choices, preferences, or where they feel excluded from things because of disabilities or misunderstood or told that they're just having a negative mindset and they just need to fix their mindset like there's so much nuance to people and what it takes for us to grow that we really really like coaches of all people you need to be considering this stuff you need to be skilled and trained and educated in how to how to understand and make space for these nuances and also to drop the need to be perfect because I can already hear you in your mind getting all getting all scrambly and getting all panicky about, well, how can you possibly help everyone? You can't. And it's not about being perfect and never making a mistake. You are going to mi- make mistakes, especially as you learn how to start speaking to and calling in more diverse clients. That means you, you, you know, still have more work to do and you're always going to have more work to do to continue to make your spaces safer, which is a term I'm learning from Tristan Katz, who is a um, is going to be one of the guests at the roundtable, a trans inclusion um, trainer and ethical marketing teacher, inclusive marketing teacher, amazing human, so excited to be collaborating with Tristan. So making your spaces safer, because we can never guarantee that there's not going to be harm in our space, but we can do everything we can to to set the tone of our spaces, to decide what our values are and really embed those into all that we do. And so that's what I see for the future of coaching is coaches truly like leading with their values, embedding them into absolutely everything that we do, um, setting up community guidelines where those values are must be shared and agreed upon so that the folks who are joining your programs are clear that this is a space where we are, you know, inclusive, where we are, um, I don't want to say curious, that's not the word, where we are open, we're open-minded, we're open-hearted, we are um, understanding, we don't lean away from discomfort and uncomfortable conversations around things and pieces of 
people's identity that we don't understand or haven't lived through, we lean into that. We encourage that in these spaces. So that's like the second thing that I see for the future of coaching is that these conversations of race or intersections of one's identity are actually acknowledged as the foundational component of coaching as they should be. Because when we coach, especially on manifestation and achievement and setting goals and attaining those goals, hitting those goals, we always talk about identity, right? It all comes down to how you see yourself, who you, who you believe yourself to be, stepping into that identity of that future you. Well, how can we talk about identity when we're not willing to talk about things like race and oppression and all the different nuances and intersections that come with being human, right? So I see an industry where those conversations are normalized and centered and the whiteness, the default of what is thought of as being human or being a woman in business. And I'm, I've been very guilty of using that, um, gender exclusive language, right? I used to say that I help women, I help women, I help women. And only in the last few months, maybe a year, maybe a couple of years, if I'm stretching, like, have I started to shift my language, right? Because I don't want to exclude someone who's non-binary or who is a trans woman, but isn't sure if me just saying woman, woman, woman is referring to cis women only, right? Um, cisgender women, meaning that you, your gender identity reflects the sex that was assigned at birth. So we're all learning and language is constantly, constantly changing. But if we're going to work, if we're going to be people who work with people, (laughs) we need to evolve with the times. We need to keep up with language that's, that's changing and we need to be open and flexible and willing to continually learn and willing to make mistakes, like I said, um, and be open and humble enough to receive to receive that. Like if we say someone's wrong pronouns or if we say a culturally insensitive comment, and of course we didn't mean to, we didn't intend to create harm, but we're still look, willing to look at our impact over our intention. Because what I always say to my clients is like, I assume good intentions and this is something I learned from Tristan as well as when they set their space they always say I we're going to assume good intentions while also looking at impact right or if you've ever heard the phrase like impact over intention that means I know like everyone I work with has an amazing heart and they're coming into my space to learn how to help and serve people even greater right and help and serve even more people so obviously and you're here you're leaning into decolonization work Obviously, your heart's in the right place. I'm always going to assume you have good intentions. And it doesn't mean that you still can't say something that causes harm, even if you had good intentions. So are you still willing to look at the impact and then put your ego aside and reflect and just, you know, do do better moving forward? We are all learning. And again, I stress this includes myself very much. So I'm learning so much every single day. So that's the second thing, is normalizing and centering those types of conversation, having the work of coaching being rooted in a foundation of anti-racism and equity and liberation for everyone. 
The next one is, I see a world where we all actively work together to heal from the harm that colonialism and capitalism causes and has caused and continues to cause because capitalism which is or sorry colonialism which is what's created like literally it's why the world is on fire (laughs) um this like toxic individuality this hustle culture this push for more and more and more bigger 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 um money 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 right capitalism it's harming us all it's hurting us all and it's the reason that european settlers so right like folks with european ancestry are so disconnected from our i'm gonna say our because i have um, european ancestry on my mom's side she has mixed um Algonquin, which is a First Nations uh, group, first uh, mixed First Nations and European ancestry. But when Europeans who were very proud and rooted in their own traditions and their connection to land and spirit and their own um, original, <laughs> I'm not going to use the word indigenous, but their own original, you could, um, their own original ways of being, all of that which involved like in many like the celtic people like working with smoke medicine and doing these practices that we do as indigenous peoples but in their own unique ways all of that got lost um when europeans came to us and canada and other conquered and colonized countries and realized oh we're not we don't get to be like polish or italian or irish or english anymore we're just white and it is good to be white there are many benefits of being white and so the settlers just became white and lost that connection to your roots to our roots and i believe and then you know we've created this i don't want to say we (laughs) colonialism created this really unhealthy um culture which has nothing to do with connection to the land or one another and spirit it's really about greed and power and control and so i believe that this lack this this disconnect causes so much grief in people and that's why we see so many white folks drawn to indigenous cultures and that's why we see a lot of the appropriation happening because people are seeking something deeper and so i always encourage you to look into your own ancestry look into your roots you might have to go way 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 back but i promise you your people had really beautiful ways of being as well and so decolonizing yourself means returning to that and returning to your own roots so i also see that being a big part of the future of coaching especially in spiritual coaching and because this colonial culture is harming us all and the toxic hustle and grind and comparison culture and toxic individuality and who can rise to the top in this hierarchical way of being which is embedded in absolutely everything by the way i see us all no matter where we come from who we are what our skin color is all of us working together to unweave and unravel and untangle ourselves from that harm because again colonialism is hurting us all 
And so I see this being a, a crucial part of the personal development journey. I believe there is no true growth and development without decolonization work. And there definitely is no decolonization work without personal development and grow, growth, right? Like you will grow. If you want to talk about shadow work, you want to talk about facing um, the tough stuff and the dark stuff, which we are so, I know we're all about that as coaches, then you got to do decolonization work. You haven't had an ego death until you look at the ways you've been perpetuating colonialism and potentially harm, even though, again, I know your heart's good and those were not your intentions. We all can't help it unless we're actively decolonizing then we are upholding these oppressive systems and ways of being that are causing harm and again i was one of those coaches doing those things and perpetuating harm because that's what i knew that's what i was taught i was mimicking what the rest of the industry was teaching me and what you know what the leaders were doing right so grace and compassion for ourselves, but really centering this work of decolonizing the self. And then speaking of decolonizing the self and how I was part of the problem too, um, somebody asked me to speak to internalized colonialism or internalized racism and oppression. And so I am going to speak to that in a future episode. Stay tuned for that one. It's, it's a juicy topic. I need a whole episode to dive deep on that one. But the next point that I want to talk about is um, I see a world of coaching where social justice isn't like something extracurricular or something just for activists and social justice warriors, but rather it is woven into the fabric of every coach's business. Because the thing is, if you are an entrepreneur then you are a policymaker. You hold so much power. You literally get to make up the rules. You get to make up your own policies. And so why not have those policies be embedded with equi equitable practices, with reparations for Black and Indigenous and marginalized folks, right? With an effort to rebalance the scales, with an effort to... Um, protect mother earth and care for mother earth and care for one another to redistribute your wealth and your income obviously in a way where you're taking good care of yourself and your family but you're also spreading your wealth around in a way that like you get to do good and you get to do good business at the same time i know that's my vision for my money that's coming in through my business and something that i get so excited and so passionate about and honestly motivates me to do things like this where I'm sitting down on a Friday night at nine o'clock to record this podcast episode for you because I just have such a passion for using my business yes for good business and also just for good like as many um for me especially as many indigenous and BIPOC people creators amazing beings as I can take with me as I rise in this journey and rise in my power and rise in my visibility and rise in my influence and impact, I'm going to. And that's always for a long time. That's been um, the vision is to have like an all BIPOC team and to um, to be able to spend my money on, you know, like recirculate money and spend it on um, hiring healers and astrologers and psychic readers and doing all these things that I love, but supporting those that are 
more marginalized and more oppressed and have traditionally been excluded from this industry and excluded from you know succeeding and thriving and being seen in general so that's something another way that we can use our business to to do good because we also vote with the dollars that we make and of course when we have a business we have more opportunity to make dollars in a way that is much more unlimited than um, what we can make at a job right and i'm not crapping on jobs because y'all know i also have a full-time job and it's amazing to have um to have that be a steady source of income for me and then to get to to take the pressure off in my business and play and grow but that's me personally and um that's something i get really excited about okay and then i think the last thing that i want to say and i sort of already said this but it's worth it's worth just hammering it home one more time what i see in the future of coaching is spaces where i can talk the way i talk in my spaces where I know that everyone is there for conversations around race, privilege, decolonization. And I can say things like white people or white folks without worrying who I'm going to make uncomfortable. Like the fact that people still get upset or my videos still get censored when I use the term white people is a huge problem. And I see a world in the future of coaching where It's not just in my spaces or in other BIPOC spaces where I can go in and be like, oh, okay, cool. I can talk candidly here. I can talk about colonialism and how messed up it is or the microaggressions I experienced that day or um, any of that, but I can bring that to any space and people are more willing to lean in and hold that together. And if it's uncomfortable, then we move through the discomfort together because community is everything in this work of decolonization it people ask me all the time like how how can i keep my nervous system you know regulated which if you remember my post we talked about regulated as a colonial word my white therapist actually pointed that out to me and i thought that was brilliant but how can i soothe my nervous system while i'm doing this work because it is very taxing on the nervous system especially when you might have family members who have strong opinions or um a lot of people in your world who are not used to these conversations and you then you fear their judgment or then you fear looking performative or like all the fears that can come up all the shame all the guilt and i always say the number one thing to help with this and i'll do a full episode on this as well but the number one thing is to stay in communities who are also having these conversations Right, And that's why I love the decolonized coach community so much because we have these conversations all the time in our Facebook group, on our live calls, and in the modules. And we are normalizing these conversations and we are normalizing like that it is uncomfortable, but we're moving through it together and that makes it a million times easier. So definitely get yourself in a community. And anyways, community is another thing that I should have mentioned too is like, that's what else I see in the future is more community care and less self-care, like personal development, right? I have an episode on this too, the toxic individualism that shows up in the industry. I just see that being completely gone and folks being way more collaborative, way more community forward and community focused because that really is where so much magic happens. So those are my biggest visions for the future of coaching. I would love to hear yours. And I would love to hear which of these um, 
really like sparked an aha moment for you or really got you excited or really got you nervous whatever it made you feel i want to hear from you so be sure to take a screenshot of yourself listening to this tag me on an instagram story at emily and brant and then i can reshare and personally thank you for tuning in so thanks so much for listening and i'll be back soon with more content for you until next time bye-bye thank you again so much for listening today it means the world if you got any value out of today's episode and you would like to thank me the best way that you can thank a podcaster is to share is to subscribe and leave a review this helps us reach more people as this podcast in this community is still growing Speaking of community, I would love to have you in my completely free community, Let's Decolonize Coaching on Facebook. Come and join us over there. And also make sure to keep in touch on Instagram at Emily Ann Brandt. Thank you again so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.